Oh, I'm awesome at that, in, in particular in the shower. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just fantastic. I sound like Luther. What it is, what it do, this is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that gives you insight of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Agora Hills, California. Just because the season over doesn't mean the Rams house still isn't rocking. We've got the Hall of Fame on our minds right now. Two former Rams legends are finalists looking to get in that gold jacket, and we've got one of them joining us today. He is a Super Bowl champion, a former wide receiver, part of the greatest show on turf, seven Pro Bowls, the only player in NFL history with six consecutive 1,300 receiving yard seasons. He was the Rams' sixth overall pick in the 1999 NFL draft, but he still looks like he's 21, guys. Big game, Tory Holt. (laughs) Welcome to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's happening, sweetheart? How are you? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, good? yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging. I'm hanging. It's always good when I'm chatting it up with you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I know you still get ID'd every time you ask for a drink at the bar, right? <laughs> I do. You know what? I don't drink anymore. Oh, but, uh, so, but so I, you don't even but, get ID'd? I, yeah, I don't get ID'd. drink this water? <laughs> <laughs> or ginger ale with lime and lemon. You gotta keep it. I guess you do. You, is it because you're like, I'm not playing anymore. I gotta stay healthy. Like, nah. It, for me, it was. You know, I, I, uh, my uncle. I had, I had a, several uncles that dealt with with drinking. Uh, had issues with that, and I said, you know what? When I when I watched them and I watched their demise, I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to go down that road. Um, so I just decided to put it down. Uh, and it, it was not like I was a uh, an alcoholic or anything. You know, I, I, I drunk in moderation, but. I just wanted to be done with it all together. I didn't want to want to, uh, you know, put myself in a situation where I would have to face what my uncles went through. So I was just done with it, and it's um, it's been good. You know, I drink a lot of water, a lot of ginger ale, and you know, I continue. You mentioned looking young. I continue to work out. I got three teenage kids. Well, I got a son that's a freshman in college, and I got two young daughters that are teenagers, junior and sophomore in high school. So uh, I'm around young people all the time, and it helps me to stay young. For sure, Matt and I are chugging water as we speak. So, That's right. Eight glasses a day, by the way. Eight to ten glasses a day, a day of water you heard for it. our listeners and for you and Matt. Eight uh, to yeah. ten glasses a day. Water's no problem for me. I've never really had an issue. Like I don't. I'm not a big like soda drinker or anything, but water I'm, is always like my go-to. But it, other people seem to struggle with the eight to ten a day. Look at us just preaching health. Um, I would yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also. Well, like you know what? It's funny. New year, new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Serena, it's funny you say that because, you know, I work with the NFL legend community and, you know, we, our job, our role is to engage former players uh, with each other, uh, with their parent teams, with their former teams, I should say, and the NFL. And one of the, uh, one of the things that we have, one of the initiatives for the new year was wellness. You know, we want to work on our wellness and, and health and uh, so wellness is on top of my mind uh, here this month. And if you follow me on Instagram at uh, Tori underscore Holt 81, you will see I post pictures of me working out, uh, fruits and vegetables, just trying to maintain this wellness deal for the 
get off to a good start of the new year 2020. I dig that. Um, I also I follow you on Instagram, and I've been running crazy now because I'm trying to keep up with a former <laughs> Rams star. Um, with that said, you know you you've you obviously do take care of your health, and you've taken care of your health since the time you played football for the Rams. You've been such a part of this rich Rams history. When you go back and you think through your entire career, what are some of those moments that stick out to you? Oh man, there's so many. Um, but I, I think the number one is the the year that we won the Super Bowl, which is my rookie year. In, Insane, uh, in right? Turner when you World. think of, like, a rookie stupid. winning oh. a Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl, you're like, what? Hold on oh a second. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. You know, as a rookie, your first thoughts are, okay, you want to get drafted, you, you visualize all this money, and you visualize being able to do this and being able to do that. And I get to St. Louis, and I'm like, this team is unbelievable. Like, I couldn't understand how they lost as many games as they did prior that prior year. Um, but anyway, just uh, just the great teammates, great coaches, great fan great fan base, great city, and uh, winning the Super Bowl my first year stands out. And and, and and from that point on, I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to be every single year. And uh, but I, I kind of ran into uh, since that kind of but got introduced to the National Football League pretty quickly that second year where we didn't get back to the Super Bowl, but we got back my third year. So, but to answer your question, that's what sticks out the most is being able to bring a championship to our organization, to the city of St. Louis, to the organization, to our fans uh, all over. That to me is like a, it's like a great joy because even now when I'm out and about, people talk to me and they want to talk about that Super Bowl experience. So that's something that will stick with us for the rest of our lives. I mean, even just the Rams going to the Super Bowl last last season and all of the guys when, you know, me and Matt were covering them from the media side of things, we're watching some of these guys who have never been before. Like a great player like Aaron Donald is also kind of like, oh, this is what's hap- this was what happens here. And you don't even think of a guy like Aaron Donald who is, you know, one of the greatest players to play and is still playing, but to also be a wide-eyed, you know, player like oh is this what's happening there's so much going on for you as a rookie to go through that has got to be the most insane thing unbelievable because you know all throughout the year you know we, we were you know throughout that year we were we were winning so we were winning we were partying we were hanging out so it was like a big old party that entire year and then the the, the end of the year being a Super Bowl champion was just just an unbelievable run but it really set the tempo for me as well as other guys, um, as well as other guys on that team in terms of the young players, of what it's like to be in the National Football League and what it's going to take to be successful. So glad I had an opportunity to go through it. A lot of it I remember. Some of it I don't. Um, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a great moment. And again, it helped kind of launch me or set me up or give me the idea of what it was going to take in order to maintain that level of success. When you talk to the other players, um, you know, obviously you're on the list to make it into the Hall of Fame. Uh, when you talk to other guys who have made it, what what do they say changes at all with them, their future? <laughs> <laughs> they just feel a little um, better. They got a pep in their step. <laughs> yeah, I would say they. I would say they feel a little better. They look a little better. <laughs> they smell a little better. They make a little bit more money. I mean, all those things. Uh, I think comes with being uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I think but more importantly, though, the respect that you have from, mm-hmm. from your peers, the respect that you have from the folks that covered you in the media. A big shout-out to the, to, the, to the voters, too, for 
voting me to this point of the 2020 Hall of Fame class. But all those things um, come to mind. Uh, but it's a, it's a, you're, you're representing your, your hometown, you're representing your college, you're representing your family, you're, you're obviously your pro team. So it's a lot that comes with being a pro football Hall of Famer. Um, but I think it also gives you a tremendous platform to, to engage with our communities, um, to uplift our communities, to uplift our game, um, to be able to be around the young folks that's going to continue to carry the NFL into the future. Uh, so all, all of those perks I think you get when you, when you become a pro football Hall of Famer. And, and those are all things that I enjoy. I enjoy being around the game, and I see you guys in L.A. every year. Um, I come to games. I go to. I love talking about the game on Sirius XM NFL Radio. So, um, just being engaged with the game of football, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the rest of my life is what I'm really looking forward to uh, continue to pursue. It's probably also an award or an accolade that y- you you're not the only one winning it per se, right? Like you, when you say you know growing up and all the people that kind of have supported you or even going to the Super Bowl and that sort of cemented your mentality for, okay, this is what I need to do to carry out my career. I mean, you think all of those things, which I haven't really thought of. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this has been a great player and he goes into the Hall of Fame and he gets it, da-da-da. Like, we look you don't at think it. about his sixth-grade coach who <laughs> right. helped him switch yeah. his feet or something exactly. on some, some small level. Well, I do, Matt. I think about <laughs> – I think about – Serena, I think about – Gibsonville, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. And I go back to Jane Smith and Roy Williams, who was our athletic directors of our recreation center in Gibsonville. And we had this beat up old blue van, and they would pick all of us up, take us to Elon, take us to Bros, and take us different places, Greensboro, different places to play and compete. And I think about those humbling times. And for us, all we had was our shoulder pads, our jersey, and a mouth, a beat up mouthpiece. Some, some a helmet, and we went out and we played, and we played the game that we enjoy playing and we love. And um, and uh, so I think about those moments. I think about high school. I think about my parents, my mom and my dad, sacrificing to make sure that we had the proper cleats and the proper uh, equipment to go out and to play the game. So all of those memories come up. My 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 time spent at Hargrave Military Academy, learning uh, really learning discipline and how to exercise my discipline and the things that I was taught. So that was great. And then obviously going on the NC state uh, and playing four years there and then get drafted um, there in St. Louis and playing with the Rams organization for 10 years. So, I mean, so all of those memories come up and also think about some special games, some, some all of my teammates, special coaches that helped me along this way. So, it's been a great journey. It's been a. It's been since I've gotten the news. It's been it's been an emotional roller coaster, but in a good way, really. Like just thinking about all of the folks that have helped me and others uh, get to this point. Um, it's it's just it's just been really it's been really cool. Everything you say, I kind of like. Oh, here's a new goal, and here's a new goal. Like I say this from a personal perspective, but when I got to ESPN and I'm anchoring Sports Center, I was like. Oh, this was my goal. Like my entire childhood growing up was like, I want to be on ESPN Sports Center. And when I did that, I was like, Oh, I need to reinvent a new goal. Was it always that exactly? What's next? Was that sort of like is now the Hall of Fame like, okay, what's next? Like you won a Super Bowl. Okay, what's next? Like is that sort of the mentality of like, okay, I gotta keep pushing, I gotta keep pushing. 
Yeah, well, I said it in my, I said it in my, you know, when I resigned with the Rams and I retired the Rams, I said, you know, the, the goal, or I was looking forward to what the next challenge was for me in my life post-career. And, uh, and since then, I've had a pretty good transition. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, my brother and I, we own our own business, Hope Brothers Inc. here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I'm very active in our foundation, Hope Brothers Foundation, which I'm the president of. We've been now in existence for for 20 years now, helping serve kids with a parent of guardian that's battling cancer. I coached high school football for four years. My, I coached my son through high school, Pop Warner, and through high school, which was fantastic. I was able to stay around the game and, you know, whatever bug or itch that I had for the game, I was able to, you know, scratch that by coaching and being around my son and the relationship that he and I were able to build through sports was great. Um, I'm now with the Legends community, so I'm able to help serve our former players um, in a way that's, uh, that's very gratifying, uh, learning a lot about the league and how it works, but also learning about what's available for us as former players and making sure the guys have that information. So very fortunate to be a part of that. So I've been, you know, I'm engaged to talk radio as well. I mentioned with Sirius XM and NFL Radio. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing things that I enjoy doing. Um, that's keeping me busy, but also allowing me to have an impact still, right? Yeah. Whether it's in whether it's in football or whether it's in my community here in North Carolina or St. Louis or even now in Los Angeles. Um, I'm just very thankful and fortunate to be able to do that. And I'm still, you know, I'm still saying what well, I still have more to do. Like I, I still can give more. But hopefully if I get inducted into the pro For the sure. Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, that will I would have some responsibilities from that, but it would give me a platform to continue to do more and to help more. Your buddy Isaac Bruce is also a finalist. Have you talked to him throughout the process at all? I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> You're like, I just he hung up actually, with him. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was actually in town uh, last weekend for for Hope Brothers Foundation fundraiser, playoff party fundraiser. We do a fundraiser around the playoffs every single year. So I, we just celebrated our seventh year. And Isaac was in town, and we had a chance to sit down and watch the game and kind of catch up. And I asked him, I said, you know, can you fill me in on what the process is like? And he gave me his two cents. I talked to Orlando Pace, asked him the same same question. He gave me his two cents. I talked to Kurt Warner. I talked to Marshall. Well, actually, I I called Marshall. (laughs) I missed his call, but I got to call him back to kind of figure out what his advice is. Phone tag over the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I talked to Andre Reed. Um, so yeah, I talked to a number of guys that are Nias Williams, a number of guys that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just trying to see what this process is all about. Just trying to prep myself for, you know, the good news or the bad news. But either way, I mean, it's very humbling, very exciting just to be a finalist, uh, Serena, really, like to be a finalist in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All, all, I think about all the guys that's played this game and, 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 and played their hearts out. And here I am sitting as a finalist for the 2020 class. So I've always been a a studious guy. So I thought it was right to reach out to all the famous and seek their advice on how to handle this situation. Could you share any of those insights with us? Maybe just. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. I mean, um, when I I talked to Andre Reed, you know, he, he was, you know, very, very kind and, and, um, and, and thought that I belonged in the Pro Football Hall of Fame at some point. I thought that was really nice. He also, you know, just talked about the moment, uh, you know, enjoying the moment, being around the guys, being around football more, the guys that we looked up to. 
uh, hearing those conversations, hearing those stories and how humbling they were and how, uh, how motivated he was when he came out of some of those lunchings and some of those meetings. So I look forward to that. Uh, Kurt told me to talk to Kurt, you know, Kurt's very family oriented, uh, talked a lot about, about enjoying this with your family, uh, talked about, you know, give them a heads up. If you do get in, how we'll celebrate. If you don't get in, how to be able to help with some of the emotions of your family members, because they wanted more. I mean, they wanted so bad. So he talked about how to, uh, you know, to manage uh, those emotions of your family members if you don't get in. So, I mean, it, it was just great. Uh, Isaac talked about, you know, the luncheon as well, going to the luncheon, you know, you get called out in front of, all of these Hall of Fame players and they announce you, you stand up and they announce you and they kind of go over your bio and he thought how, how cool that was. So, um, so just a ton of insight. Uh, Orlando told me, he said, look, he said the day of, <laughs> he said, find a, find a way to stay busy the day of. The oh, that's a good, <laughs> I like kinda that one. Get, yeah, it can kind of get nerve, you know, it can wreck your nerves if you just, sitting in your hotel room and you're not doing anything and you're just waiting for a ring or a knock. So he said, Hey, try to stay busy, keep a normal day. Um, so I took, so I'm going to use that advice. So all the guys that I talked to, I'm going to use their advice, um, as best I can, uh, to help me through this moment. We'll just bring like a, a Bob Ross, do it yourself paint kind <laughs> of thing. Out. Could you just paint? I know, right. <laughs> Go keep, for a long, keep you calm and right. doing yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Video games, maybe. Well, I'm not a big video game player, so I can't bring video you games. You might be that games. day. You might get a puzzle, like an old school puzzle or something cool. like that. Yeah. Uh, with a face pen, something <laughs> like that. Maybe you know. <laughs> when they go so back, I'll have. My, I, yeah, I have my wife and my kids will be in there with me, so we'll we'll find something to do. That's good. That's good. Does any did anyone ever say like, oh, these are what the jackets are made like gold jackets? They got like nice silk inside. Was there like insight <laughs> on that? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, they they have their they have their numbers in there. Okay. They have them. I'm sorry. They have their names in there, okay. and then they have their number of when they were, you know, selected. What number they were selected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, so that's you may cool. be two hundred and such and such, two hundred and such and such. So that's um, and then just the just just the whole deal of they call it Measurement Monday. So you, obviously you get announced on that Sunday, and with the, you get announced on that Saturday, two bowlers on that Sunday. And then they have a day called Measurement Monday where you go and you get measured for your gold jacket. You start to get you start to get measured for your bust and all that stuff. So when I'm reading, as I'm reading the itinerary, I'm like, are you, this is real. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, I, I mean I'm going to probably get a gold jacket one day. Like, Insane. I'm going to have to really... You know, like I kinda like like do I want it to be a forty six? Do I want to be forty four? Do I want to be by playing away? Wait, what if you like <laughs> you beef up a little bit? Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, how do I you know do how do I want my bust? Do I do I ask for hair or do I just keep it bald? Because you know I'm a bald head guy. Do I ask for hair? Or can I even ask for hair or do I just keep it bald? Just so all these kinds of ideas are it, things are coming in my head as I'm thinking about um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but all of the things that we as all players see every year. You see the gold jacket, you see the rings, and you see the bus. So uh, so that's that's been really cool, just kind of thinking about that moment um, and what that day will be like once, uh, you know, once I'm inducted. 
I love that. I hope that there is a lifetime dry cleaning uh, part of the deals because I would not want to bring that to any just random dry cleaner. <laughs> just that's my vote there. Um, lastly, you know, we talked about you just going through the entire process and getting insight from all of uh, former Rams players who have been inducted. What would it mean for you for Tory Holt to make it into Ken? Oh my goodness. It would be, it would be the icing on the cake. Cause you know, all, Serena, all I've wanted to do and for our listeners, our Rams listeners and others uh, that are listening to this podcast, all I've ever wanted to do. And you guys that have followed me, uh, um, all I've ever wanted to do was play the game of football and, or play sport, and it happened to be football, and play it at a high level, and be really, and be good at it, and do well at it, appreciate it, respect it, um, and um, and now this is this is like validation. You know, if I'm if I'm inducted in, this is validation on my football career, starting back from when I was in Gibsonville, North Carolina, and Pop Warner at Gibsonville Rec, the Yellow Jackets, all the way to you know the. Um, you know, the, the Rams and, you know, played a year in Jacksonville. Um, it goes all the way through that. And so, all you know, it, it would be, it would be fantastic. And I would be a representation of so many people uh, from home, uh, so many people in the Rams organization. I mean, I, I think back to Deacon Jones and Lundy and Eric Dickerson. I mean, just a great history of Rams players, mm-hmm. Jack Youngblood that are, are there, that are that have played for their organization and now are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think about all of those guys and how I am an extension of them. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, it, it would mean a, I know I said a lot there, but it would mean a lot. It is a lot. Really, yeah. it would. Uh, it would. It would mean a lot, and uh, and I will be, and I will wear that jacket. I will, um, I will take that title of, of, of Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. Uh, and I would take it very seriously, and I will try to represent to the best of my ability with with uh, with humility, um, with uh, with decency, and respect for the game of football because it's done so much for me, uh, but not only me, but but my family and my friends and those that have uh, all, those that have uh, been around it with me uh, for for this long. So, uh, and then thinking about Kurt being in there, you know, Isaac. Yeah. Going in hopefully this year, and Marshall and Orlando. I mean, just you know, I think about James Lawson, just the guys that I've met over the years that are in the football of fame, and how they um, are proud and how they respect being a Hall of Famer. So that's kind of where I am with it, man. I'm I'm full, I'm, I'm filled with joy. Um, if you can't tell, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just I'm just super excited. Um, but I will say this. I mean, I, I thank the Rams organization, St. Louis Rams, and now the LA Rams and the organization. I thank them so much for giving me and David Mill and his staff and those guys for giving me an opportunity as a young, as a young man out of North Carolina State University, an opportunity to come and play in the pro ranks and to, uh, you know, to live out my dream as a professional athlete. And now potentially having a stamp of being a, a pro football Hall of Famer. It's unbelievable. For sure. And anyone that knows you, Tori, knows that you've already done a great job at representing the Rams and whether you're in or not, and we're all cheering for you to, to be in, that you do represent the NFL and the Rams so well. Given that, I would like to touch briefly on some news from around the NFL. Uh, another guy who, two guys that represent the Rams really well, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, both made the Pro Bowl. Um, okay. As someone who also played in the Pro Bowl, what would yeah. you like to add or change to the experience? 
I, I think what what I would add or what I would reconsider, um, or consider, however way you want to say it, is the I love the um I love the receiver challenge. I love the challenge stuff that they do. I think that's really great. Um and then I would encourage the guys to actually um you know, to actually play, you know, to, to play with some somewhat of some seriousness. I, I remember the years that I was playing, you know, the first and second quarters were kind of like, you know, they were kind of like, uh, you know, guys just flying around, the balls going up and down the field, guys just having fun, just, just being out there. And then the third and fourth quarters is when it kind of got, kind of got tighter, where it started to get a little more serious. The back pedals were a lot cleaner, the tackles were a lot cleaner, the routes were a lot sharper, the drops were a lot more crisp. So all those things that happened in the third and fourth quarter. So I would encourage the guys to have fun in those first and second quarters, but in the third and fourth quarter, kind of get a little more serious, give the fans obviously what they want. So the fans would be, I think, would be happy either way. But really get – because once you start thinking about – once it starts getting, uh, getting close to game being over, and you start thinking about those checks that are going to be cut, um, <laughs> we always – it always got a little more competitive because you wanted to walk out of there with the, with the highest check. Because it was expensive in Hawaii, not as expensive as it is in Florida, but it was expensive in Hawaii. So, but I would encourage the guys to have fun, uh, enjoy one another, have some seriousness about the game, just to make sure that the Pro Bowl game kind of stays, you know, kind of remains a staple for for our league. Because so many guys look forward to making the Pro Bowl, not only that, but going down and being involved in, in, in involved in all the festivities. Right. I mean, it's great that all those guys kind of get together. It's probably the only time of the season where you get all those big-name stars who are like, hey, we're vibing, we're hanging out, we're ch- exchanging stories. Like, that's got to be something really special. But then I think there is part of it that, like, can be improved on the experience and why players go. Like, I'm all about that kind of well, stuff. Even for just fans. fans give it to something watch. More, yeah. more competitive to watch. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, maybe, like, yeah. I'd like to see, like, linemen – doing quarterback challenges and like show how these how athletic all these guys are and they're not just like you stay on the line and you don't do anything you know right. like, they don't get to play defense right <laughs> yeah well i think i think too with, with because you know guys i think i think they're afraid too with you know with injuries and stuff that could potentially happen but i, I think it's a it's an, it's an opportunity like you guys said for guys to get together hang out have fun play our game uh and play it play it as, as best that we can in an all-star environment yeah, for sure. Uh, I cannot leave this podcast without asking. Um, I don't know if you realize, but the Super Bowl coming up real soon. 49ers, Chiefs, they're in it. Let's cut to mm. the chase here. Who wins Super Bowl 54? Oh, you put me on the spot. Oh, on the spot. I, was, I, was I mean, going, if you want to talk through this, you could talk through it. This is an interesting matchup. Uh, got Mahomes. We got Garoppolo. You got a run offense. You got... Mahomes, who kind of does everything, he's all over the place. Tyreek yeah, Hill, I, that look, combination and receiving core. Yeah, when I look at Kansas City, I look at how explosive they are offensively. It reminds me of, of our greatest show in turf days and how quickly we can score. Uh, you know, they can score six, seven consecutive times, which is unbelievable. We were the same way. If you got up and went to the kitchen to get a cold glass, a drink or something, or some popcorn, you might miss two or three scores with the Kansas City Chiefs. It was yeah. the same way with us. It was the same way, way with us with the Rams, the greatest show in turf. That's how quick, that's how good we were offensively. And the tight ends can beat you for Kansas City. The, the receivers can beat you. The run game is going. Patrick Mahomes is now using his legs, which makes them dynamic. And then their defense. 
you know, I would say, you know, the, the back half of the season has really come on, and particularly in the playoffs, that played really, really well. So they're stout. They're, they can beat you in all phases. Uh, so I like what's going on in Kansas City. I love 49ers, even though that's our rival. And I kind of caught it a little bit on Twitter. You know, some folks are saying, Tori, we love you, but we can't agree with you on this. Because I went to San Fran. I was like, we love you, you know, Rams, this and that. But we can't rock with you on a divisional team with San Fran. But I picked them anyway. And I was just looking outside of the rival thing. I'm just looking at them as a ball club. I mean, mm-hmm. their, their defense is good. They can rush four, play seven on the back end. They can run the football. They also can pass it. They have to play action. So they're a good team, too. And, and they're, they're another team that also plays well as special teams. So two of the best teams that we have remaining in, in, in football, obviously, that are uh, that, will, that will clash down in Miami. But if I, if I had to go with the squad, if say, for instance, if San Fran can't run the rock and all of a sudden now Kansas City gets up 14 or 17 points. And in their last two contests, they've been down. Right. Kansas City has they know how they, to come they, back they from being down, so... Yes, they do. Say they get up seventeen, mm-hmm. and now, now San Fran says, "Okay, we just get, we got to we got to we got to pass to try to keep pace." Can Jimmy Garoppolo? Can he outgun Patrick Mahomes? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, so, going from that perspective, I'm going to go I with like leaning Chiefs Kansas here. City. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs just from that perspective. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs. But I will say this. The NFC West Division folks and the San Francisco 49ers will not bag down. They will not bag down. But I'll rock with Kansas City. And two years in a row, we've had represent, representation from the NFC West. Rams last year, San Francisco this year. So the NFC West Conference is, is not pretty to dull. be reckoned with. It's for real. <laughs> That's right. So oh, the Rams better get their stuff together this offseason. <laughs> Arizona better get their stuff together this all season. I think San Francisco will be right back in a great great position next year. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Seattle, in the way Pete Carroll has his team competing every year, they have Russell Wilson. Yeah, They'll be right back in the mix. So the Rams in Arizona better get their shit together. They want to keep up with these two teams. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, it's not often you go 9-7 and seven and miss the playoffs. But, yeah, I like where your head's at. All right, real quickly here we'll wrap up with – so we're in a social segment. All right. So not sure if you guys saw this, but uh, Conor McGregor, after his fight and big victory, gave Ocho Cinco a new nickname uh, in his return to the octagon. Uh, I'm curious, Tory Big Game Holt, did anybody ever try and call you something other than Big Game? Um, I get, you know, I hear T. Um, I hear... Um, uh, I, I hear all hands because I've you know I've been, been saying that for the longest. Um, I, I, I've heard big play hope. <laughs> big play hope. Uh, yeah, big play hope. I'm trying to think of anything else. Well, I got a couple um, of alternate ones yeah, that I can throw some... your way. <laughs> you if can you okay, go ahead, something go ahead. to mix it up. How about yeah. seven and a half mile man? Because your thirteen thousand three hundred and eighty-two yards is about okay. seven and a half miles. I like that one. Seven and a half miles. I like that. I like that. Okay. The incredible Holt. Yep. Avi. Okay. Not yeah. bad. My favorite one is next. Glorious Torius. <laughs> Glorious Tory. Glorious hmm. Torius. Even worse. <laughs> Glorious Torius. Wow. Yeah, oh, I do remember this one. Right before the pod, so don't. <laughs> I thought really hard about that one, okay? I actually Glorious. like seven and a half mile, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of yards, y'all. That's a lot, that's a lot of yards. Right oh, right? I do remember this one. I do remember this one. Coach Marsh used to call me this one. Um... 
88 out the gate. I like that. That's what, that's what I was wearing, number number 88. I like he, that. He, he say 88 out the gate and then lightning bolt hope. Oh, that's lightning. Yeah, I was trying to get there. That's way better than Glorious Tori. <laughs> so what I, happened? Yeah, I think I rock with light. I think I rock with lightning bolt Hulk. Got it. Okay, <laughs> lightning bolt Hulk. Lightning bolt Hulk. So when you switched to eighty-one, did it have to be eighty-one off the gun or something? Ooh. Right. Oh, I didn't think about that. I see you, man. Okay. Ooh. Tori, we're 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 free for hire on the off season, so don't worry. We got yeah, you. Um, Absolutely. Quickly, we ask everyone on this podcast: if not for football, then what? What if? I mean, and you have had quite the career, and now we we're, we're waiting for you to get that gold jacket. But if football did not exist, if we were not talking about the Hall of Fame and your Super Bowl, any of that, what would you be doing if football didn't exist? Mm, probably be doing something with music. Ooh, okay. Yeah, probably doing something in music or maybe even TV because I I enjoy the camera. I like music. Um, though I, I can't write music, which is, which I hate. God, I hate that. But I love music. So it's got to be something with music. Do you have an ear where you can listen to a note and replicate it like somewhere yeah. else? You have that. Oh, I'm awesome. Oh, I'm awesome at that. And in particularly in the shower. Oh my God. I'm, I'm just fantastic. I sound like Luther. <laughs> <laughs> I love, so you just have to record yourself in the shower and it'll be great. Just put an album out. Yeah. It'll be fine. So right, so but yeah, it's probably be something with music or entertainment, and I'm and and hopefully one day too. I have, I have to say this, I have to put this out here. The goal is one day too. One so my bucket list is to sing the national anthem in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams Stadium one Sunday. That is on my bucket list. Yeah, are you working on this? Like, do you you got the lungs for it? I'm slowly, I'm slowly working to get there. I got I got a ways to go. But I'm slowly working to get there. The goal is, again, for our listeners, it's for Tori Holt to sing the national anthem in L.A. at a Rams game. It doesn't matter who they play. That's the bucket list. I love it. I love it. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They could be playing, like, the Watts Rams or minor league. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to bring the building down. Trust me. I will suggest that for the opening. Because that would be, especially if he gets the jacket, that's got to happen. You got to have that time frame on that bucket list and let's make it happen. Yeah. It's kind of going to be like the, uh, I don't know if you guys seen the the Marvin Gaye rendition of the National Anthem. It's kind of going to be like like that soulful, real smooth, kind of groovy type feel. Oh, I can't wait. You could put a shower like around you. (laughs) In the the shower. It'll be like, oh my gosh, it sounds like. The SoFi so Stadium Shower. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, Tori, I'm excited for for shower singing, for gold jackets, all those things. Hopefully, I see you in Miami. That is it, our 23rd episode of Rambling. Tori, I appreciate you coming on the pod. Wishing you the best of luck. We are cheering for you. Thank you, guys, very much. Thanks for having me. And a uh, big shout-out to my people in L.A. Rams Nation, stand up. Peace.